folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. Hey, two weeks in a row. We're we're back on back on the wagon. <laughs> but you know what? We're, next week isn't going to happen. Unless, next week, it, it'll know. be tough, because we'll be packing. Yeah, we're going camping at Red River Gorge, and... But, I don't know, maybe, I mean... It very well could be just you and I uh, at the beginning of Thursday evening. Well, that's true. That's true. So maybe we can do one from the gorge. You and me. If we, yeah. Um, so maybe we could just, yeah, we could just record it with our phones and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be too bad. No, no. I'll okay. take a battery pack. So uh, today we're going to talk about... Uh, for. Fratelli, Fratelli, Tutti. Is that how it's you say new, that? The new encyclical. It looks like, yeah, fr, fr, Fratelli, Fra, Tutti. You know what? Let's make Fratelli it easy. We'll just call tutti. it. We'll just call it Tutti Frutti. That's about. It's kind of. That's kind of what it is. It's. Yeah. All right. We're gonna call it Tutti Frutti from now on. Uh, by the way, um, I can't take full credit for that. In in uh, full disclosure, I think I saw that on a. Twitter post. Um, I don't recall whether it was uh, Timothy Gordon or or um, maybe his brother Dave Gordon, but but it was somebody like that. Well, that's okay. I think uh, whoever said it kind of nailed it, and that's what we're <laughs> going right. to call it from now on. Um, I, okay did Did you see how long this thing is? Uh, I was it's... just uh, commenting. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, Almost 300 paragraphs long. Let's see, the last paragraph, 285, called an appeal, and then 286, 287, and then he's got a prayer to the Creator, um, and then an ecumenical Christian prayer. I think it's which, close to 40, it's over 40,000 words. Yeah, I mean. That's like a novel almost. It's like, like a small novel, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, turn around, get turned around here. It's kind of like. It's really a lot like a lot of uh, not just papal documents, but church documents. Uh, a lot of them since Vatican II are long-winded and generalize a whole lot. And sometimes if you take one specific part, you can kind of keep analyzing it and analyzing mm-hmm. it until you get a very definite statement. And usually mm-hmm. that statement is either meaningless or it is more and more. I I don't know what to say other than wrong. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, but you know what? It it I <laughs> you couldn't. I don't know if you could point to any specific thing here and say no. This contradicts Catholic teaching. It quite quite possibly not. You know the the uh, Francis only apparently does that like. Other than the the whole death penalty and the the uh, um, the will of God willing multiple religions thing at at uh, where was that? I'll, I'll, I can't remember the, the city where that. Yeah, the, Dubai um, or yeah, it's a weird name that I can never Al, remember. Al, Al Dubai. Anyway, um, other than that, Francis has has been kind of um, squirrely in 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 those kinds of things and and. Um, he only tends to to really make uh, his his very very egregiously heretical statements 
apparently, uh, in the company of that. Who's that that Italian reporter that keeps interviewing? He keeps granting interviews to who keeps, you know, writing I know on, who you're talking about. Like, I don't remember his name. Yeah, um, but he keeps he keeps coming up and saying, "Okay, Francis said this something something so bad that." It's hard to believe that any pope would any say would ever say such a thing as that. But Scalfari, Eugenio Scalfari is his name. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so from and Eugenio never Scalfari, a he's the guy who's really writing Pope Francis out. So so he's got it now that Pope Francis denies that Jesus, you know, uh, uh, was born divine. That that you know he became divine or something like that. I guess you know yeah. some kind of Mormonism thing. He's got it that Pope Francis doesn't really believe in hell, um, and I think he he's got it that Pope Francis doesn't believe in the devil either. That Pope Francis thinks the devil is, I don't know, like a more of a um, an idea maybe uh, or well uh, manifestation uh, of our own man, interior okay. capacity yeah. for wickedness or whatever. I don't know, it, it, something like that. I mean, several things that that's that you know after talking with the Pope, Scalfari Scalfari comes out and says, hey, you know, here's here's what he said. Uh, either, you know, we, we can take Scalfari at his word or not, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's tempting to go ahead and take him at his word when the Pope keeps granting him interviews. Yeah. Um, even though. (laughs) And he generally doesn't deny having said it. Yeah, no, no. The strongest denial they'll do is, well, he doesn't take notes and he's trying to just capture the overall, uh, sense of what they were talking about. Well, okay, but did you say it or not? Okay. You know? <laughs> you know? The overall sense is that, that <laughs> yeah, well, Jesus okay. is a so divine? Or? Cap- yeah, is that, did he capture it or not? So, yeah, that, that's, um, but, it, it, but it's sad right now. Other it, than that, the Pope, yeah, he's, he, he has, has become very squirrely about his, his, um, his own, um, specific rejections of, of longstanding church teaching but here's an interesting this is the first period i'm mean, okay you say you you would think papal encyclical you know okay somebody like pope francis yeah we we think he's problematic for the church um but he comes out with an encyclical and you'd think okay get past the introduction and into the meat before you start saying here's problems and here's where i see some danger and that kind of stuff um very first paragraph he says of the councils francis offered i would like to select the one in which he calls for a love that transcends the barriers of geography and distance and declares blessed all those who love their brother. Now here's where he actually begins quoting St. Francis as much when he is far away from him as when he is with him. Okay. That's reasonable. Uh, whether it's brotherly love or spousal sure. love or whatever you, when they're gone, you still love them. You, it's not just like a, Hey, you're here. So I love you. But when you're gone, I'm going to, you know, love someone else or whatever, you know, the, like the song, um, in his simple and direct way, St. Francis expressed the essence of a fraternal openness that allows us to acknowledge, appreciate, and love each person, regardless of physical proximity, regardless of where he or she was born or lives. Okay. Where's he going with this? Because what I'm reading in here is a subtle uh, twist of St. Francis's words from when you, you know, your brotherly love for your brother whom you know and are close to should persist regardless of, of separation of distance into a sort of each person that's out there you need to love as a brother, the ones that are far away just as much as the ones that are close. 
but there's a ton more of those people further away from me than there are close to me. I don't, I don't we, know if I it, have the capacity you know to love that many people. I don't. Exactly. And so what this is, this is a formula for the, the dilutionary kind of love that says, I don't actually have to uh, be kind, act in love, act in charity to the guy sitting in front of me right now who's on the street and begging because I'm, I've got this, this wide love for everybody across the globe and I give to UNICEF and stuff like that and that's my charity. Yeah, I, you know, I give. That's, that's what this is an invitation to to the mindset that, that goes that way. And as far as the bum that I actually encounter in the street, well, I'm going to cross over to the other side. It's first paragraph. This is what this is what you're. This is what it seems to be implying. So problematic. I mean, from beginning to end, it and in so many ways, it's not just okay. Here's one: the signs of the times clearly show that human fraternity and the care of creation form the only path towards integral development and peace. Wait a minute. Is that a quote? Yeah. No, this is Pope Francis talking about the ins- explaining the his, encyclical. his okay, ins- the yeah. encyclical. He said yeah. the signs of the times. Okay, so I guess he's trying to show us that human fraternity is the path forwards. And care of creation form the sole way toward Integral development and peace. What is? I wonder what integral development means. Uh, yeah. Does, does, well, we know I, what peace means, but um, I don't know. What about following Jesus Christ and uh, the church? And that's a good point. Human all fraternity. those things that I, human, human fraternity, fraternity is, according to the Pope, is the sole way forward, not Christ. That's not what Christ, we were told. Christ is last. Christ is in, in. It seems, according to this pope, is is you know, twentieth century. Now it's human fraternity, and care of creation. That's the sole way forward, the sole way towards integral development and peace. You don't get peace through Christ. You get peace through human fraternity and care of creation. Yeah, that's this is this is from the mouth of the pope. Explaining his encyclical. So what I was putting there, what you know, what I was reading uh, from his encyclical, the very first paragraph, you know, it's like, well, if that's going to set the tone for me for the rest of it, I already don't like it. Yeah. Um, So I don't even know how to say this. It, it, the, the, the nature of the document, the, the spirit of the document is wrong. And a lot of times, well, ever since Vatican II, that happens a lot of times. The spirit of the document, it never comes out and explains the document sometimes. It just, you, you, uh, you're left with, okay, okay. what's wrong with this document? Okay. Well, let me read this sentence and this sentence. It's like, well, you know, okay. I can't find something that, that is solid enough to, to drive a spike into and say, okay, Here's the stake in the ground, and, and, and here's where you can see it crosses the line out of Catholic teaching or something like that. Right. Um, but that the, that sentence is very much against the the spirit of Christianity. I mean, human fraternity is, is secondary, and uh, yeah. our 
are linked I mean, with everything other Jesus men. Said, he, he told his followers, when the world hates you, not if, when the world hates you, remember it hated me first. Uh, he he um, said, I come to bring not peace, but division. He said, um, I am the way and the truth and the life. And uh, I had another quote, but... Uh, we, d- we devote everything... We devote ourselves to fellow men only after we've devoted everything to Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. He said, you know, seek the seek first the kingdom of God. Then yeah. all of these things will be handed to you. Um I, okay, another thing is he's got there I with so much there, you know there's there's some things that are just kind of silly and, and mm-hmm. not show a complete lack of understanding. Um especially when it talks about capitalism, which it describes as neoliberalism, which I I don't know if that's even a real thing. Yeah, um, what is ne- neoliberalism? The, of, this dogma of neoliberal faith. Is this from the document? Yeah, this is from the document. Whatever the challenge. Here it is. The marketplace by itself cannot resolve every problem. However much we are asked to believe this dogma of neoliberal faith. So first of all... It can solve um, every market problem. Yeah, I was going to say, nobody ever said, Adam Smith never said the marketplace by itself resolves every problem. He said the marketplace is a good way to to, uh, allow the general distribution of, of material goods of the world to find their, you know, equitable... Uh, apportionment. What does he think we're and, trying to use the and marketplace? Actually, that to... has worked extremely well for that. Nobody says the marketplace is a is a you know is a good way to uh, you know make sure your marriage is is right or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's silly the way he says it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it, yeah. I, like I said, it's like he's arguing with somebody who who doesn't exist with these. He says uh, magic theories of spillover or trickle without using the name as the only solution to societal he's talking about trickle down economics yeah this is a shot at reagan and he he's showing his complete ignorance because yeah, trickle down economics. economics works yeah, fabulously works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was starting to work again here in america before covid yeah huh. um and here's the thing. Say, so I think this gets to the heart of it and, and where this pope is fundamentally a Marxist. There is little appreciation of the fact, not a fact, uh, more like an allegation, mm-hmm. that the alleged spillover does not resolve, and here's the word, the inequality that gives rise to new forms of violence. This pope joins every other Marxist throughout history in asserting that inequality of itself is fundamentally a problem and therefore yeah. results in violence. That's the problem with this Pope and with the the spirit of all of his encyclicals anywhere that they touch on economics or even politics. I don't know if equality is ever addressed in the Bible. I don't think it is. It's assumed that, that it's a part of life. Yeah, God Everywhere loves in the some Bible. people more yeah, than the, other people throughout the entire Bible. Yeah, and well, some men are greater than other men. It's yeah, yeah. It's assumed that some men are are able, you know, unequally able, unequally 
uh, rich, unequally um, um, strong, um, unequally handsome, or you know, women unequally beautiful, um, yeah. and so on and so forth. And God chooses them unequally to accomplish His will. Now, everybody has a place to play if they submit their, themselves to God, um, but God doesn't choose everybody to have um, a major role in you know, in the development of, of his plan. He, you know, he chose David. Uh, he didn't choose any of David's older brothers. You know, Jesse had all those sons and they kept bringing them before, uh, Samuel. And, you know, Jesse think, you know, cause Samuel said, well, you know, Jesse's one of Jesse's yeah. sons going to be the next King. And so, you know, he, he had brought, he didn't even consider David who was out tending the, the sheep. <laughs> and, right. And, uh, you know, so he said, well, okay, they're all here except for David. He said, well, we won't start the ceremony until he gets here. And then he gets here and that's, and then Samuel anointed him. Yeah. God, God even chooses people unequally. Yeah. But ab- uh, absolutely the circumstances of life lead to inequalities. Inequalities you know, the, are not evil. The thing is, I, okay. Even after the Bible throughout history, equality really wasn't, Nobody talked about it until the uh, Declaration of Independence was written. And um, oh, I don't remember hearing about it. I don't, I don't ever remember reading about this pope or that pope talking no. about equality or any no. other governments talking about equality. It was America but, that decided, hey, I, we yeah. think all men are created equal, meaning they have all have... Equal dignity, dignity. They're, yeah, they're, because they're people and because they God created basic them rights and that's that's one of the things is that equality um was I think if you go and read past writings you can it's not like anybody was proclaiming it per se because it wasn't being challenged but I think it was an underlying assumption in a lot of of uh Christian uh Christian thought yeah. um because that's one of the things, even, you know, even Paul writing, uh, in the Bible, you know, talks about how, you know, slaver free, Gentile or Jew and so forth, all of them, you know, are called, uh, to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all, we're all equal in Christ. We're all brothers. Actually, there's, there's your, your Christian equality. But he never said, therefore, set the slaves free and, and, and ignore the difference right. between Gentile and Jew and, and so on and so forth. Or between you know? uh, Hebrew and Greek <laughs> he and Roman. Said that, and... Yeah, you all are who you are, but in Christ, you're all brothers. That's what he, that, that was the equality. And that's basically the same equality of the American Declaration of Independence. The equality here, is that we have equal chance to gain heaven. Yeah. Uh, and we have equal chance to lose it as well. Right. Because but we're all pope, equally sinners is concerned this pope sees evil in the inequality of socioeconomic outcomes he's and, Which and is, sees that as as the as a source of evil it almost seems like he, yeah. he sees it as the source of evil he does such a poor job of tying any of it to real religious discussion mm-hmm. i mean there's no we can't point to any real theology and say this is why we should be doing this uh he just rejects the things that he believes causes uh economic inequality yeah and 
and again, I'm, I'm going to keep attacking his underlying assumption that economic inequality is itself some kind of evil. It isn't. Right. And right. now, uh, poverty and destitution are evils. Are, they're particular evils in particular you know, circumstances and times and places, and we should work to alleviate them where we can. But inequality is not itself an evil. Sure. And even sometimes uh, destitution, when, when you try to help some people and they simply will not be helped... Oh right! You, you know, got to let them. Up, uh, you got to let them right. suffer. But um, the equal opportunity is the American way, and that only exists with the unequal outcome. Mm-hmm. It, it can't. It the equal opportunity doesn't really exist in places like Russia and stuff like that because there is no opportunity. It's it's equal because no one has it. Period. Yeah, it's the the whole thing is, uh, and there's there's four thousand forty thousand words of it. Yeah, it's I. One of the big questions is is how much how much does this thing have any teeth? Does it mean anything actually? I don't know. Let's you know. Uh, I I don't know. I I mean when someone when we're trying to prove a point to someone in a religious discussion we go through encyclicals we bring up encyclicals and say see and we, the catholic yeah, church okay, teaches here's this what this pope said and here and it here's is what this pope said and and you've got three different popes saying it and so clearly the catholic church believes it yeah right but with this i okay now this pope is saying uh, a whole lot of things that don't make any sense, but some things that kind of directly go against what other popes have said. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we've got the concept of just war. Uh, in the footnotes, footnote number 242 says, St. Augustine, who forged a concept of just war that we no longer uphold in our own day. I, I didn't know... His concept yeah. of just war had changed. I mean, when yeah, no, I mean we still uphold that. Yeah, there is a concept of just war, and it 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 is Saint, you know, the one formulated formulated by Saint Augustine. So what do we? Uh, it's been re-expressed like, by other doctors of the church over the years, and and there may be some cases where it's difficult to analyze a certain situation in the context of. You know the the criteria for a just war that Saint Augustine yeah. put forth, um, but um, no, I I'm not sure that uh, I don't know who we is. He says that we no longer uphold. yeah we no longer. Um, I, you know I guess one way to read that is that he forced a concept of just war and men have forgotten it and they no longer practice it. Okay, I'll buy that. I, that. I think some yeah. some of the wars that America has been in have not been just wars. Okay, I'm willing to say that. But I, I don't. He says we no longer uphold. I don't know if he means we don't uphold the the concept as being true, or we don't uphold ourselves to being morally obliged to follow the concept. Uh, given this pope, I think he probably means we no longer uphold the concept as being true. That's what. Uh, yeah. Again, you can't point to this specifically and say. Yeah, that absolutely he's denying this or affirming that or whatever. Never again. Well, we can no longer think of war as a solution because its risks will probably 
always be greater than its supposed benefits. Okay, so the Civil War, we should not have fought that. We should have allowed... Instead, we should have let slavery go unchecked in the American South. I guess so. In view of this, it is very difficult nowadays to invoke the rational criteria elaborated in earlier centuries to speak of the possibility of a just war. I think it's easier than ever because of... Look, we we found out what Hitler was doing. Are are you going to say that wasn't a just war? Yeah, I think he he would be the one to say, well, you know, let's let's dialogue with Hitler. I guess so. I guess that I mean, let's let's put this encyclical in the context of certain parts of history. Let's dialogue with Hitler. Yeah, you can't dialogue with Hitler. Yeah, not in I mean, any way, shape, or form. You just got to beat him. You have to. You, you have, same yeah, with have to Stalin, and mm-hmm. and we did defeat Stalin, well, Stalinism, but uh, in a different way. Yeah, we didn't go to war directly. De- delayed way, right. But but we did defeat it, uh, Marxism. And here it is again, kind of eating us from within, mm-hmm. as, uh, as Our Lady of Fatima predicted. Yeah, I keep thinking about that. She said Russia would spread her errors throughout the world. And, and these errors, I mean, okay, Putin, I think, is pretty much a marxist but but i mean the, the, the russia isn't even a a, a serious a, a serious um or a credible purveyor of marxism in the world anymore. nobody considers them a big marxist threat in the world today um right and yet but marxism is popping up everywhere yeah, it's it's her it's errors. Like Mary was absolutely right. The errors are spread throughout the world, even after the the empire was reduced from the Soviet Union to what is now just Russia. Now, not to belittle that, Russia itself as a country spans eight time zones, <laughs> but but the, uh, the you know it the, the USSR was, was just such just an mantle. incredible failure. Yeah, which should have ended this whole idea of Marxism. But it, it didn't. It somehow crept into America, and it's it's kind of eating everything now. It's like it went underground for what a generation, fifty years, yeah, Ish. And, and then yeah, and now the people who are out there able to to talk about it, they have no real knowledge of of it. They don't know what they're advocating. Apparently, yeah. this this pope doesn't either, because I uh, it seems to me that. He's in some manner advocating Marxism here. Yeah, I don't Just know what like else. When I would... read the first paragraph, I, you know, I mean, he talks about globalism and stuff like that. Uh, with increased globalization, what might appear as immediate or practical solution for one part of the world initiates a chain of violent and often latent effects that end up harming the entire planet. Like, like allowing uh, the enti- harming the planet? China. What does that mean? Like allowing China to people? trade with us? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's I guess that could be a. Uh, well, you know what? We, to me, the answer that, is we to decrease. Have... We we need to decrease globalization and restore ourselves to a, a system of national boundaries and national yeah. entities that are interacting with each other. So that each country is looking out for their own interests and yeah. and saying, "No, wait a minute, you're not going to come here and dump your waste." And the interests of their own people. But you yeah. know what? You you in order to accomplish that, in order for that to work, you need people running countries who themselves think nationalism is a good thing, who think that it's good for me to be part of this country and my country to interact with that other country. Now, 
there's one place in the world where I know that this concept absolutely does not exist, and it's called China. China believes China doesn't believe that all the other countries should be run like China. China believes all the other countries should be run by China. And China is this pope's favorite country, it seems. Well, we've got the... I, we almost ought to do a show uh, about what happened in China with the church and uh, how Pope Francis kind of betrayed the, 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 the Catholics yeah, the, in the us. The history uh, leading up and then the sellout, yeah. Uh, I'd yeah, have to do, do more research sometime. about That's, it. because that it, will be a whole show. It's an incredible betrayal story um, yeah it's just and it's like how how i mean i you know i i think about this pope it's like he has to go through a day he's a he's a, a human being with a brain and and he knows what he does and he goes through you know these times day by and and you know he says these prayers he invokes god he invokes jesus and that kind of stuff but then like the way he treated the church in china and betrayed them and stuff like that it's like what thoughts go through his head that allows him to to sit easy with himself, you know? I don't I, get it. I don't know how... Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how... I mean, does he look at himself and say, well, I was... Does he have some kind of reason to I think that he helped the people of I did of it China? for the environment or something? I don't know what he... I wonder about things like that. I, I mean, all these... These Democrats in in uh, America right now, I the guy next door to me doesn't doesn't think that he's harming the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I guess, just a lack of education. But the guy in office has to know what this is doing. We, yeah. we look at at states like California um, and see how bad it is. I don't know what's going through people's heads. But um, there was a long time where we looked at people, uh, both in the church and in politics, and we said, that, okay, we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. This person um, is trying to help, and they're either confused or ignorant. And um, I think at this point, I guess we have to start saying it doesn't really matter whether they have our interests at heart, whether they have, uh, it doesn't matter whether or not the priest really thinks these things are going to help his parish or our Pope really thinks this is going to help his church. We have to start realizing that either way, no matter what he thinks, he's, what he's doing is wrong and it has to be stopped or we, we have to fight it. Yeah. 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 It, whether in, in every way possible, whether he sincerely thinks it's right or not, yeah, there was a time maybe where our fighting it was uh, discussion and talking about and bringing up issues, but um, <clears throat> right now we fight it by voting. But I think the time is going to come where we can't just fight it that way. We have to fight it in a more substantial way. Mm-hmm. At least with our money. I mean, if you're giving money to certain, I. I don't give money to. I don't I, know. I, I, almost to the church at all anymore. I know. I, I I give money to my my new parish, which is Holy Rosary, um, in downtown Indianapolis. I need to check and find out. Um, some parishes, like when when we when I used to go to Old St. Mary's, mm-hmm. um, 
it was at the time um, from, and I was given to understand by by somebody who who knew, um, classified as a mission parish, and as such, it did not have to pay the typical collection tax to the diocese. It was able to keep all of its money in the parish and use oh, it for okay. parish work and so on and so forth. I would almost urge Catholics to go find a mission parish to belong to if there's one in your area. Uh, yeah. Now, it may not have a nice conservative mass the way old St. Mary's did, but uh, um, but it, at least you would you know know that your money is, is going to immediate local needs and so on. And, and, you know, honestly, probably going much more directly to the poor and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't... <laughs> I love St. Mary's Mass, um, <laughs> old St. Mary's Mass, yeah. uh, but there's, I, I don't know what to say. We have to start fighting this wherever we can, wherever we find it, and it's it's coming close to the point, well, well we can't just fight it with words now. We have to do other things um, to fight it, like choosing where you put your money. Yeah, um, money is a big one. That everybody certainly how you vote. Everybody can 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 use their money. Uh, you know, they can control where their money goes, and everybody can vote. No excuses on those two things. Yeah, I mean, I I understand a lot of people. I you know, and I hear these these uh, stories and stuff about you know, hey, it's your job to evangelize and talk to other people about Christ. Yeah, I believe that, but gosh, I sure don't know how to do it. Um, you know, it's like I am I am the one guy who will pick the worst situation in in which to bring something up. And so that makes me fearful of, of doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I know, know what you mean. <laughs> it's like, okay, I admire other Every time I open my I'm mouth. And somebody else is, is doing it and taking the lead, I can happily chime in and, and, and help out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as, you know, like talking to the guy on the bus or whatever, uh, you know, forget it. I, I, not, not, I don't mean forget it in the sense that I'm not willing to, but... Uh, it would be the wrong thing for me. Yeah. I came with an instruction manual, and all it says in there is open mouth and insert foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm not good at reading people, but uh, I, I don't... There's I don't one. know what else you can say about that. what you got. The different quote? religions. So yeah. So this is in chapter eight. We're up. We're towards the end. Paragraph two seventy one. The different religions. Here we are on different religions again. Based on their respect for each human person as a creature called to be a child of God, contribute significantly to building fraternity and defending justice in society. By the way, the title of this chapter is "Religions at the Service of Fraternity in Our World." Wow. Uh, which, again, you know, it's like, okay, that's how he sees religion. Is that what right? our religions serve? That's how he sees religion. Uh, it's a, here's the dialogue service of between, fraternity. Yeah, it, that's what religion's for. A dialogue between the followers of different religions does not take place simply for the sake of diplomacy, consideration of tolerance, consideration or tolerance. In the words of the bishops of India, I don't know what, you know, what, this comes from there's a Which footnote Indian that probably bishops? cites it yeah i don't know but they here's the quote finish. that apparently the pope approves of because he's including it in his encyclical the goal of dialogue is to establish friendship peace and harmony and to share spiritual and moral values and experiences in a spirit of truth and love 
I that, thought the I, that is such dialogue a meaningless, was yeah. Uh, convert for people to evangelization. Christ. Yeah, get get people to love Christ. That's what that's what it's for. We got we have a we have a understanding of God that no one else has, and we have a path to God that no one else has, and it is imperative that we share that with other people. And that's yeah. what dialogue is. I mean, the, that's what I, I, guess, mean, I guess you could, you, you can do I, it through again, friendship. Quote, you could, right. But that's not the, that's not the purpose. Yeah. The, the, I mean, friendship can aid in dialogue. I, I see it the other way around. Friendship can be of service to religious dialogue. So I can, I can become a friend, someone, or I can become a friend with someone and, and I can generally be friendly to all people, which I try to do, so that if opportunities come up, then I'm in a good position to, you know, invite them to move closer to Christ. Um, but religions at the service, the service of, of fraternity, fraternity in our world. Yeah. That's, that's not you know. what uh, we should be of, at service of. I mean, we serve Christ. That's what the whole religion is for. Yeah. To learn how to serve Christ. And in Christ, everything else is provided. But Christ knew that that wasn't going to happen in this world. He but said, only in as much as hates you. everything else is his creation. And it's we, we honor it, the fact that it was his creation. That's where the honor comes from. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even this, this whole, uh, uh, what his quote, uh, <laughs> Clearly, the signs of the time show that human fraternity and care of creation is the sole way. Uh, yeah, the only path uh, towards uh, integration. Yeah, the the sole way. The, okay, creation no other way is, you can do it. belongs to Jesus. And Jesus already said, seek first my kingdom. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, I know that there's a lot of, of messiness in how you carry that out in the world, depending on you know various things that are going on. But to just throw that as secondary and say the sole way forward is human fraternity and care of creation uh, seriously puts the, the cart before the horse. Yeah. Here's the... Okay. So these things like this come out and then a couple things happen. <clears throat> Number one, it's going to be... The, the first challenge is, does this have any uh, real strength as mm-hmm. a... Uh, as as something we can point to as church teaching, and I I can't I, I don't know enough does. about yeah, it to I mean to say whether it does. I I assume people are going to come out with legal arguments against this. Yeah, I'm sure, and I mean encyclicals generally are even though they're addressed to the whole church, they're not usually meant to define anything you know doctrinally or anything like that. So I mean it, it's just yeah. a you know, an encyclical is supposed to be a friendly letter from the Pope, you know, and and shouldn't be, generally speaking, shouldn't be treated as anything but that. Um, nonetheless, the, they are yeah. significant, especially in these days, and Popes ought to be aware of, you know, and, and certainly this Pope is. Well, this Pope has an agenda, and, and you know, I, I think... Um, it's kind of well-defined here. Yeah. The next uh, part of it is just going to be just outlining all the problematic statements within it, which this one's a doozy. 
I, I barely skimmed through it. The, the quotes that we've brought out, I, I mean, I, it, yeah, I mean, we're just like, they're just like things stopping I kinda... here and there and let our, our eyes fall on words and, and we're coming up with this stuff. I, <laughs> we're probably this not even coming up with the worst of it. Yeah. If, if it were my job to go through here and find all the problematic statements, I think I could make a career out of it because it's, just, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, it's like okay, how many months do you do you want to pay me to do that? Yeah, this is this is just terrible. Uh, and and again, one of the big things here is is the hit against America because this and they keep talking about saying no, this is not about America, but this is about America mostly, and it's about immigration. A yep, lot of it. That's 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 another good point. The the I mean this this pope has decided that. Uh, and uh, you know, I, you know, not probably decided as Pope. He probably, you know, this is probably part of his upbringing in, uh, in, in South America. Um, yeah. That yeah, that globalization is the way, uh, and that borders are are artifacts that need to be done away with, and that the United States specifically, uh, both for its nationalism and for its. Um, commitment to and perhaps even more so for its rather extreme success in uh free market economy i mean gosh you know america has achieved a greater distribution um of wealth and i don't mean a distribution in the sense that um in the sense that the the uh lowest classes have close to as much as the highest classes of people. What I mean by distribution is that we create immense uh, volumes of wealth, immense amounts of wealth that then are available to almost everybody in the country to live. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, they might have to work for it, but it's there. We, we have a system that allows people to, acquire that allows anybody to acquire you don't have to be born into a rich family in order to acquire a living in the united states and to live in a in a perfectly dignified you know situation right and i mean you you don't need you don't need bill gates's mansion in order to consider yourself to have a dignified life right in america we give almost everybody the opportunity for a dignified life through our free market system if I uh, if I live in the slums and I decide I'm going to go work at McDonald's and I'm going to work my butt off until they make me an assistant manager and then uh, they'll send me to school and maybe I eventually become store manager and then I save up enough money because I'm working all these hours and I'm not spending it and I can buy my own store, all this is possible in the U.S. It's not possible in other places. That's true. That's true. It's, it's you can't just do that in other places. In America, it, sometimes it's hard, and a lot of people work hard and then they fail anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not. It's fairly easy to start a business in America. I mean, if 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 you're, uh, you know, there's often a, a couple of uh, county requirements if you're going to be, you know, involving um, properties that significant properties that the business owns. Then you might have to register, and and they might have some property taxes that are separate for your business. Uh, but you know, 
I heard that in India, for example, just to contrast, um, it might take years it, from the point that you decide that you're going to do it and start filing paperwork. It might take years before you actually have a business. I start businesses like two or three times a year. <laughs> I have started go. and failed in so many bi- It would boggle your mind how many businesses I've started. Well, see, I, th- and, and that's the point. I mean, in America, you just do it. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't even think about yeah, it. I mean, it's if your business achieves a certain level of income, then some requirements, you know. Yeah, then you uh, got to start due. paying attention and, and, to things. You, but... You know, but you just do it. And there's say, other countries where you're not allowed to. And then there's other countries of the world where you might start a business and once it gains a certain amount of success, the government comes in and says, oh, nope, that's ours. Yeah. I mean, in America, a 12-year-old, uh, his dad buys him a lawnmower or he gets one at a, at a yard sale and, uh, and he with, suddenly he's a businessman. Business. Yeah, he, go, he goes to the neighbor and says, hey, I can, mar- I can mow he your can lawns. He can print up flyers and, and, and uh, time the doorknobs and... Yeah, I, you know he doesn't even think about it as starting a business, but that's right. what it is. He's just going out and making money. Exactly. That's in America, you can do that. We have created a system where people can do what they need to do to live a dignified life. Now, there's a lot of people who choose not to do it. There's a lot of people who choose extra legal means of doing it. Now, you know, I'm talking about gangbangers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And yes, there are some people who lack the capacity those are the people that we you know have developed the welfare state for to try to look out for and that kind of stuff and then because we have to look out for them yeah sure i'll even grant it as a moral political imperative because we have to do it then you've got a whole lot of people who abuse that and and go ahead and just kind of you know ride on it and stuff like that yeah that's so that that's actually our worst problem in america the free market in fact is what allows us to be so generous in those things right if you go to china and you get a new lawnmower and you go to your neighbor say i'll mow your lawn for x dollars uh you'll get put in jail you can't do that you don't you don't transfer money between citizens yeah, without because the, all services like come from the you state. You could do that, or or if it's more like uh, you go and you say, "Well, I'll, I'll cut your loan for X dollars," and they say, "No, I'm going to report you to the local procurator because uh, the cost of mowing lawns is this much, and that's how much you have to charge yeah. me, or it's, something like that." You know, it's something stupid like that. It's it's a different world. Yeah, completely different. I, I think a lot of people in America can't imagine you know, some of the ways that other people have to live. And we're going to lose it here in America if we're not careful. We well, you know, yeah. this encyclical is attacking that. Yeah. Among other it things. It definitely attacks that. And um, I, I, there's a reason everybody tries to get into America. And Americans aren't trying to get out of America. Mm-hmm. And That's if true. we... If we subscribe to this idea of globalism, those reasons will be gone, and we won't have a country that everybody wants to get into. You know, it'll be I, a while I, from now. But the the very calls by by you know our silly bishops among others, the very calls for open borders, especially on America's south border, demonstrates why we should not abandon how we do things. 
I mean, why, yeah. why does anybody think that there are masses of people on our south border wanting to get into America? It, if we change sad. the character of who we are as a nation, then the reason for doing that will go away. I'll tell you what, it, uh, it's kind of like uh, a woman develops a crush on her next-door neighbor who is married, and he lives right, and he's honest, and he's just a good person, oh, and yeah. that attracts her. Everything about him that makes him the perfect husband to this woman next door is why she has a crush on him. But the second that she's able to somehow get him into a state where he's with her, he no longer is that man. Yeah. So she's destroyed by, by she's, you know, either revealed the lie that he's not really of the character that she thought, or she's changed the character of what she had a crush on. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what and, it would be like. And it's a sad thing. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, do you have any more quotes you wanted to go over? Oh, gosh. There's, no. there's I mean, so many I, in know, here, but I just... Someday I should read the whole... Someday, yeah. Some month I should I can't read the whole read thing. Uh, but like I said, I have been really um, feeling the need to avoid the things that I know are going to make me cringe with, with, oh, gosh, you idiot, just shut up, yeah. or, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and it, you know, this encyclical is one of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, politics. Yeah, I, did, is I that purposely way too. did not watch the debate tonight the, the between uh, Pence debates and uh, Camel me that way too. Yeah, although I heard they're, <laughs> I heard they're twelve feet apart, and even <laughs> though they're twelve shields. feet apart, they have these yeah plexiglass <laughs> shields. <laughs> One of them needs to turn to the other and and just say, "Isn't this stupid?" <laughs> If I were Mike Pence, I would run I would across that. the stage and give her <laughs> yeah, a big kiss on the lips. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> or just come over and, and kind of like uh, bumbling around and shake yeah, her hand. And shake, say, hey, yeah, hey, how are you doing? Okay, you know, let's get on with this. <laughs> That's something you could imagine Trump doing. Yep, kind of yep, the, yep. Uh, what's his name, Rodney Dangerfield in uh, oh, Caddyshack. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, by the, the way, <laughs> I saw a Babylon Bee headline. You know the Babylon Bee is, right? The political no. satire headlines. Oh, Anyways, so like I saw an onion? Kind of like the onion, but different, yeah. I saw okay. a Babylon Bee headline. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, let's see, what? I forget which disease it was. Um, you know, I could probably find it. Oh, they've got a lot of them. I don't. I don't usually go onto their feed and look at it. I just see what comes <laughs> up on my feed. Um, oh, here it is. Trump injects himself with Ebola so he can defeat that next. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, I'm back. Uh, I had to go get coffee while he was looking that up, and you he did laugh when laughter. I said it. <laughs> the funny thing is, when uh, were you the one who who sent the text regarding his him having COVID? Yeah. Oh, and you said, "Hold on, I'm going to go look at the <laughs> your text. responses." Yeah, if that happened, yeah, go ahead and read your text. All right, I hear the first family has the China virus. And I said, if they did, Trump would nuke China and put a chokehold on presidency with everything until everyone felt better. Yeah. 
<laughs> that would have been a good Babylon B headline too. Yeah, yeah. I, um, it's just the whole thing is. I, see, course, I heard. I know people. There were some people who were like felt devastated by the fact that uh, Trump had the China virus, and I. Why? It, I mean, his, I, his, see that? Okay. I, I guess other it, than his age, he's he's like the perfect one to get it because you know he's going to recover. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna, I mean, he's he'll fit. Be fine. He's, I, you know, I never, he's, for one second, thought that he was in any danger. I thought, yeah, all that it does is is add some kind of political thing because it's going to be politicized, and now they're going to say we can't vote for the new uh, Supreme Court nominee because Trump has coronavirus. I, I I'm telling you because yeah, the whole White I, House is getting my mind China fails virus. to draw that line <laughs> between the. They're going to say we can't have the hearings and we can't ask her questions because everybody has coronavirus. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's true. That that's probably going to be their their out. Although, you know, if McConnell holds true, he said that he would he would uh, push for the uh, confirmation hearings and yeah. make them happen. Well, let's let's hope he has the. We'll see. the the backbone to live up to that well i guess that kind of takes us into uh current events yeah um and that was one current event that uh trump gets COVID 19 oh i never thought it was a big deal i thought so well so what yep um okay check this out the supreme court of ireland has ruled that subway bread cannot be classified as bread because it's too high in sugar so they got to tax it as a candy. Um, okay, wait a minute. I think you're taking my spot. That that should be. I I didn't that's, have that. that I didn't have that been, queued up. But that should have been a nonsense news. So who is it that's doing this? Ireland. Ireland. The Supreme Court of Ireland has ruled. And apparently, their Supreme Court is a lot like American Supreme Court, wherein they they're the ones who write the laws. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Subway's bread can't be classified as bread because it has higher sugar content than bread. It has to be classified uh, and as... they're also bread experts because they know guess... how much sugar bread has. Yeah. I... Uh, huh. And so it's going to be taxed at 13.5%. Because it's candy. Yeah. Huh. Go figure. Well, you know, you knew that Ireland was, was you know, had... had gone ahead when they and voted and in joined abortion. yeah the whole yeah well i was thinking the whole gay thing that that they did would they do that was it the supreme court or was it the whole pete was it like a referendum i forget it was yeah they, they approved gay marriage or something like that a few years ago okay i did not i i and don't then, remember yeah, the that, abortion thing so yep the abortion Ireland thing just is, broke uh, my heart i thought yeah. oh my gosh i can't believe it but you Ireland. know, once they did the gay marriage, abortion wasn't going to be far behind. Yeah, they're, they're of a they're of a piece. Well, check this out. According to a study from researchers at University of California, uh, Venus would be able to support life if Jupiter hadn't altered its orbit around the Sun four billion years ago. So Venus used to have a different orbit four billion years ago. That's Wait, what they're four, saying. Four. Billion years billion ago. Billion years ago. So, so this, this, they're, so the, I, were they able to like take their current orbits and, and, and the anomalies of their orbits and, and sort of back calculate four billion years that some event I have happened? no idea how they know some of these things. And I, well, 
I have no idea if they know some of these things. I mean, some <laughs> yeah. of these things are so outlandish. It's like, okay, I guess maybe you could say uh, you can look at things like the moon and say, okay, here's what happened. Venus was closer to Jupiter and Jupiter threw its orbit off and it crashed into Earth and that's what created our moon and then it went in closer to the sun and found a good stable place there. Is that what they're saying? That that our moon no, is a result no, no, no. of a Venus Earth? Oh, okay, okay. No, I'm just... Yeah, just these are the, the kinds of things that, that I hear them say with. and I just... Yeah. It's like, well, all right. I so guess. is this one of those? It's, uh, I don't, you know, you're re- looking at the report. I'm not. Is is this one of those that that it's like, you know, filtered through several layers, and and at the at the initial, it's just like some speculation by by some uh, cosmologists or something. I I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But somebody well, I, I, was paid. You know, there are some it, really cool University things that we California. find in space, but I think sometimes people tend to to overstate the claims of cosmologists. And the cosmologists I, a lot are of probably times cringing to, when people do that. <laughs> they get grant money and they have to publish something, mm-hmm. something amazing. Well, that's true. That that's true. Everybody's going to say, "Oh, wow, wow, yeah." Uh, speaking of planets, um, uh, the Washington State University is saying mm-hmm. that there are twenty-four possible exoplanets that are super habitable. Outside our solar system. Wow. I don't know what super habitable I don't, means. Yeah. Is that inhabitable or like you could inhabit the atmosphere above them? Like super above? Yeah. Oh. Like, you or know, maybe, like the cloud city and what, what was the planet? Yeah. What, oh, or the moons are habitable maybe. Maybe that's what it means. So uh, I was thinking like, like, like the cloud city on, uh, what's the, uh, the planet on Star Wars where they had the cloud city where, where, I can't uh, remember the name Han Solo was betrayed? Uh, There's some Star Wars geek out there just like cringing yeah. because we don't know that. Uh, Tabana. It was a gas mining colony, remember? Oh, that's right. And it was yeah. Cloud City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's called Cloud City. Well, that's why I can't remember the name then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, or does it just does it just mean really, really inhabitable? <laughs> super I'm inhabitable. sure that's Let's not find that out what, what means. that means. Okay, super habitable planet. Wikipedia, which on science stuff is usually pretty good, is a type of exoplanet or exomoon that may be better suited than Earth for the emergence and evolution of life. Okay, so it doesn't mean we could go live there, but it means that the the uh, environment is you know has the things that scientists imagine would have been useful in the emergence of life on Earth. Okay, that's what it means. Okay, so it's not habitable. Yes, it's super habitable yes. because yeah, we don't know if anything could Cause, be. Because I mean, scientists think there. like the 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 environment when life started out on Earth is one that that you know that scientists think when life the Earth had when life started out is one that would be pretty darn hostile to life as we know it now. Right. So okay, and it had to okay, uh, and as far as we know, they could be habitable. Yep. Uh, okay. When so, we when we can get there, we'll find when, out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We will. One day we will know. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Mars makes its closest approach to Earth since 2018. It will not get closer than it is now until 2035. Oh wow! Now here's the funny thing. Uh, 
I think several days ago we were looking at, and we're in the city, you can't really see, all you can really see is a couple really bright stars and the planets, Mars, mm-hmm. Saturn, and Venus. And we had looked so at Jupiter mm-hmm. and Saturn and we said, okay, where's Mars? And then I said, oh, there it is right there. You can barely see it. It's, I guess it was almost as dark as Saturn. Okay. And Jupiter, of course, is always like the brightest you can see here. So a couple days later, I was, I had walked next door to give mom some food and I saw Mars and I thought, oh, I thought it was Jupiter. I thought Jupiter's not supposed to be there. And I looked over and no, it wasn't there. Jupiter was over so at Mars another was spot. Real bright? It, Mars was so bright that I mistakenly thought it was, thought it was Jupiter. It, but I think it was brighter a, than Jupiter. Over the course of a couple of days, it grew in brightness? It could be that the it was higher up in the sky. And maybe oh, that's what it was. Oh, right, right, right. Because by the horizon, it's going to look dimmer because of the light. light uh, but I've never seen it look that different. And yeah. I've never seen it... Pollution. I've never seen it brighter than Jupiter, and it uh-huh. was at this point. And wow, I don't know. It could have been because of the way the sun was hitting Jupiter and Mars. I don't know what it was. All I know is that sucker was bright. And I remember wow. seeing that, and a couple of days later, I see this in the news. So maybe well, that, that explains it. Yeah, there's a there's certainly something there. Okay, President Emmanuel Macron in France. Yeah. He has announced a crackdown on Islamist separatism. Okay. I assume he's talking about Islamists who want to create, who want to make France a, a Muslim country. Something like that, yeah. Uh, or he's who talking want to about, carve out a part of France and, and live a Muslim yeah. existence themselves as a separate country or something. Uh, you know. Yeah. So he's uh, introduced a bill that would uh, attack Islamist separatism. Uh, it'll ban certain foreign... I don't know. Ban on foreign imams. I don't know if that's imam Imams? or yeah, my, Im- imam. Imam. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it would put restrictions on homeschooling. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you know, that's, that's something. Because, you know, we're all for homeschooling. But you think about it, in, in certain countries and in certain situations, homeschooling can be a a threat if it's, you know, to generate, yeah. um, like, Islamist militants or something like that. Right. So, uh, I don't know. You know, the thing is, they, they invited this trouble in when, when they joined EU and when they erased... Uh, that's right. Any kind of restrictions on on immigration. Border, this is border what erasure. Border erasure is leading to problems again. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you want to be a federation of nations, great, but don't lose your national identity in it. Right. Uh, and I, the thing is, no one's talking about it. But this is going on all over Europe. They're fighting these extreme oh, Islamists right. who are doing these things all over Europe. And we, I, I don't know what to say about them. They, they threw open their borders, and this is what happens. Um, Cineworld has announced it is temporarily shutting down all its cinemas in the U.S. and, and in the United Kingdom. Huh. Uh, because of, I what guess they, they lost so much money. 
Is it a Cine World is, park? is a no. It, well, it's a theater. Theater. Oh, chain, theater. I guess. Cinema. Cinema World. Cinema yeah. World. Okay, like AMC or Regal or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So they're. Uh, I don't know. They lost so much money because of the COVID, and now they are uh, going to shut down a bunch of stuff. You know, that's the other thing. I think. If it had not, I mean, I'm thinking about like the masks and stuff. And, yeah. you know, somebody was, was talking about some pictures that he saw from the, the 1918, um, flu epidemic. And by the way, just to put things in perspective, how many Americans do we think we've lost to COVID? Maybe a couple hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. The 1918 flu ep- epidemic cost America 670,000 lives. And think of that as a percent of the population in America at the time. Wow. Way, way more significant than this one, at least so far. And on top of that, it probably wasn't misreported. Uh, yeah, it was probably it accurately reported. Now, the thing is, people did wear masks. It, this, the guy who was talking, actually, you know what? I think it was Joe Sixpack. Um, oh, he was okay. talking about it. He said he saw pictures. He's got pictures. That show, for example, some guys at a barber. The barbers are wearing masks, and the uh, the guys getting their hair cut are, are wearing masks. And But the point he was making is the one thing people didn't do was stop going to work. And, right. you know, I feel like if, if we had said, no, we're going to keep going to work, but let's go ahead and wear masks just in case, I think I would have even been okay with the whole masks thing. I mean, as it is, I never wear a mask. But, Possibly. You know? Yeah. I, it's like there was a a different attitude towards it back then. But that got me to thinking about movie theaters. I mean, you know, there's no reason that they should have had to shut down. Let people go in, let them, let them wear masks or whatever. But yeah, you know, just one more example of businesses going under now, big movie theater chains like that. It, you know, I know that there are people out there who are hard to feel, you know, find it hard to feel sorry for them. Well, it's just a big chain. Mm-hmm. There's no actual person involved. Well, you know, that's not true wow. because they employed people. Uh, 5,500 jobs. Yeah. That's, that's people's livelihoods going away. Those are families would... that might depend on those. Some of them are teenagers to be sure, but there are families out there who are depending on those jobs. I would rather see those people working for small businesses, but the small businesses all shut down. There are no small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were, uh, part of the, uh, victims of the, 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 uh, the China virus panic. This is insane. So, yeah, anyway. Okay, uh, check this out. In Israel, the government announces it will ban the animal fur trade. Huh. Uh, utilizing the skin and fur of wildlife for the fashion industry is immoral, says Environmental Protection Minister Gila Gamaliel. Yeah, whatever. So no more mink yeah. coats for Israeli. Uh, I guess so. Women, hmm. sorry, women, you gotta go. Uh, you gotta go with their fake mink. Go fake. You know how many fake minks had to die to make that coat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. People, I, I didn't know Israel was so crazy. I thought they were a little bit less crazy than America. Yeah, but I, I guess not. Know. Here's the thing. What what it, it, you think of Israel? What what what's going on with Israel? Everything's going on with Israel. They're in a constant struggle for their very identity. Mm-hmm. Why do they have time to do crap like that? Yeah, yeah. They're they're fighting Palestine, Palestinians. They're they're shooting it out, and they're yeah. worried about fur trade. <laughs> oh, by the way, 
per, per trade, we're going to make that illegal. That, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, it's somebody, weird. somebody manipulated himself into a position in that country that the position just didn't need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think there was probably some simony involved in that one or simony, however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Vatican City announces as of October 7th, it will be mandatory to wear a mask. It'll be uh, mandated to wear a mask. As of October 7th. Outdoors. Okay, yeah, well, that's even today. Outdoors. Okay. By so the way. From here on in, if you go outdoors in the Vatican City, you, gotta uh, wear you a mask. have to wear a mask. I wonder if there's anybody going to be man enough to say, nope, not going to do it. I what are the, are the, the Swiss Guard going to come and, come and arrest you then? I guess so. Oh, well. Anyway, that's I wonder if uh, if he's going to open his borders. Yeah, open your borders and then demand masks. By the yeah. way, today, okay. uh, everybody, just so you know, uh, October 7th is the Feast of the Blessed Virgin Mary of the Holy Rosary. Oh, okay. That's what I... I did not know that, but I, I there was a lot of mention of Mary in the morning uh, prayers. Oh, right. I noticed. That's why. So, okay. Uh, Ex-police officer Derek Chauvin... Uh, has been released on bail. And this, this is guy's been who... in jail all this time. He's the one who uh, was charged with George Floyd's death. That one? The guy with his the knee guy on with, his neck. You know, the guy, the guy that they found out died not because of the knee on his neck. Right. I mean, okay. Because of all the drugs he took. I mean, via, you know, charge him with, with violation of protocol if that's what he did. But in, He's jail, been in jail all, this all time? that time. Wow. I, I bet they say, well, it's because we couldn't process things through the courts because of COVID. I, oh, you know what? That's going on all over. Yeah, I know. It's, it's affecting my family. Sheesh. I won't get into it, but it's affecting my family. Okay. Um, okay. Well, he's finally out. How long has it been? Several months. Oh, gosh. But that's all the news I got. Okay. Well, I got a couple of, uh, yeah, May 25th, by the way. A uh, couple of uh, light-hearted things. One, um, <laughs> somebody actually got into a fight aboard an airline because somebody wasn't wearing a mask. And it, when you read the description, it's like the guy who was wearing the mask, who was, like, fighting with him, I mean, yeah, he was, like, insane. I mean, it's like, it's like I don't know, like, like these, these mask wearers are like it's like you put a mask on and and it turns you into a weird monster like like you're deranged or something like that and and, and it's how you, like it's like seeing somebody without a mask it, it turns you from from dr jekyll into mr hyde or something it's weird i think these, these masks going. have have uh you know people on twitter who say just nasty disgusting terrible things um but in real life, they don't act that way. But the masks are turning them into their Twitter uh, personality. That could be. It's like it's like, oh, I've got the mask on now. I I can be nasty to everybody. Now, yeah, it's uh, it's having a terrible effect. I think I it's, people need to stop wearing their masks. People need to refuse. It's I think it's having a very bad effect on a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it's like. It's like, you know, you put a, when you're going to commit a crime, you put a mask on. 
Mm-hmm. So what was it? Just two guys fighting it? Were they duking it? Well, out yeah. I mean, they they the guy the guy was on and and you know the 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 flight attendant was trying to get him to wear a mask and and he said, mm-hmm. well, the the guy in front of him turned around and started cussing at him, calling him all kinds of names. I don't know, spit on him or something like that. And so mm-hmm. then you know they they called security. Well, then it's like the guy who who was you know being forced off the plane kind of elbowed the guy that had been jeering at him and spitting him and said it's just his fault that i'm being Mm -hmm. asked to leave anyway well then the guy who was wearing the mask like was grabbing his hair and and all kinds of crazy stuff i mean it's like you know it's like the mask wearer was was insane yeah you know i keep i i hear about uh mask wearers uh, going after people, and and every time I hear about it or see it, it's always someone going after some like little old lady or some small guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm waiting for somebody to say something to me. Yeah, of course. Well, it, with you know, my I was luck, in Michigan. Going to be some somebody. Giant, I was uh, in a store, and a woman actually said, "Where's your mask?" Because in Michigan, they're a little more serious about that. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I said it's in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was going into uh, Sam's Club the other day. She's, you know, they've got these people posted there. To, to do you have a mask on? I pulled yeah, it out of I my do. pocket. I said, "Or do you have a mask? You have a mask." Yeah. I pulled it out of my pocket, showed it to her, and stuck it back in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I decided if anybody actually really challenges me, uh, I'll just say I have a condition. It's called AWM. And they can go look it up. Maybe they'll find out it means aversion to wearing masks. Aversion to wearing masks. <laughs> I, I, do, um, I tried to go to Goodwill and some Karen was going, you know, wearing your mask, sir. You got to wear a mask. I said, I can't. I have a condition. And she said, what's your condition? I said, I'm not retarded. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta wear a mask, sir. I just said, all right, fine. I'll just leave. Give my money to someone else. That's funny. I'm waiting for someone to like really challenge me. I said, well, and I'll say, well, can it be made out of anything? And when they say yes, I'll just put my hand over my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> my mouth. Say, what nose. kind of mask? We got. You got to lead them there. What kind of? Mask? I know. What does it? Does it? Can it be? Is made there of any anything? restrictions? Yeah. Oh, or I the other one, okay. I've got sometimes I've got uh, in my pocket, I don't always carry it, but sometimes I carry it in my pocket, I've got this uh, mosquito net hood that goes over your whole head, but it's just a mosquito mm-hmm. net. So I'm waiting. Sometime I'll pull that out and put it on for someone. <laughs> I have uh, I have one, like a hair nut for oh, there people's you go. beards and mustaches, Yeah, and I'll pull that out and put it on. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got? Okay, so apparently raccoons are uh, making trouble for uh, reporters on the White House lawn. <laughs> raccoons? <laughs> raccoons. CNN's Joe Johns was on camera shooting a live spot for New Day when a raccoon attempted to creep into the frame. In response, Johns threw an object at the critter and hollered, Get! as he tried to salvage his footage. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking raccoons, he attacked man! A rac- yeah, he attacked ex- a raccoon he on national raccoon. television. Freaking raccoons! He exclaimed as the in the clip as he repeatedly turned away from the camera to check for further advances. Again, that's the second time. Use the Lord's name a couple times. I won't repeat it. 
Anyway, mm-hmm. he, he had to clarify, no animals were harmed when he threw something to scare it off. <laughs> so the raccoon didn't run. I guess they've been there just... bugging these reporters for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Trump purposely like went and bought some raccoons and released them. <laughs> Is this guy a liberal? Uh, well, he works for CNN, so, you know. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to... Okay, look, if if you were a conservative... I, I mean, I think most conservatives would have stopped and said, oh, cool, raccoon. Hey, there's a raccoon. Yeah, wow. You know? And, I hey, mean, it's let's go night. look it's at like, it. Hey, there's and a raccoon. Shine the camera over there. Let's see what he does. Exactly. They would have been like, that's this how, is neat. That's the normal reaction. Yeah. But a, a liberal like has a different kind of reaction. <laughs> that's right. They throw things at it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And last, yeah, I wish I had a Walmart story, but I don't. But this is kind of funny. <laughs> okay, so I don't watch Disney's Toy Story movies. I have no idea what the stories are. I, I think I saw some of the first one when the kids were watching I saw it. saw the first one. Okay, so the headline is, Evil Knievel's son sues Disney over Toy Story 4 character. Uh, his quote is, Evil Knievel did not thrill millions, break his bones, and spill his blood just so Disney, excuse me, just so Disney could make money. Uh, Evil's, uh, son is named Kelly, and, uh, he has held the publicity rights to his father's name since 1998, according to oh. a U.S. District Court filing in Las Vegas. And the federal trademark infringement lawsuit claims that Disney-owned Pixmar, Pixar did not ask permission to use his father's likeness when creating character Duke Kaboom. So it's Does like Duke a, Kaboom look like, like Evil Knievel, I guess. Uh, I think it's more like the the shots of things like jumping over school buses and the motorcycle and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's, I mean, it's it's one of those clear character homages. It's it's, it's like yeah, it's it's not clear that it's you know whether it's a homage versus a you know just capitalizing on somebody's. Uh, you know, life. Well, I, it's like, I, don't I know, mean, the know? Simpsons would have people, you know, people that look something like Pinocchio or another popular Disney character. Exactly. And, you know, here's so. the thing. I hope he wins. Uh, that would be nice. Disney. Yeah. They are the ones who have, uh, who have locked up almost everything in copyrights. Yeah. They're uh, the ones where, who keep pushing for the copyright extensions. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, it would be nice to see them lose this. Um, it's like I say, Disney ruining, uh, how, how do I say that? Ruining fairy tales for every generation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope he wins though. Um, yep. Good luck. Is he going to sue Kelly us Knievel? for talking about evil Knievel? I'll, uh, I'll have to check. Let me see when the story. We was, said was the name printed. like 20 times. What's that? Evil Knievel. Yeah, but we're doing he it to try us. to support him. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. September 25th is when the story came out. So I'm going to check back up and, and keep checking uh, over the months and, and see whether uh, he prevails. Okay. Good good luck, Kelly. Yeah. Evil Knievel. Kelly Knievel. Kelly Knievel. That's a kind of a cool name, yeah. don't you think? <laughs> yeah, that is a cool name. I wish my name were Knievel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cool names... I I went to this school. Uh, it was a Catholic school 
kind of close to the heart. Well, it was in Northside, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to meet with, I guess, the vice principal or the principal, and he's going to show me what printer to fix. And this giant guy, the guy was like twice as big as Jason, uh -huh. comes out. And um, his name is Jason. And I'm like, hi, I'm Eric. And he says, I am Jason. Get this. Jason Fightmaster. Jason what? Fightmaster? Fight Master. Can you imagine having that name? Uh, the name Fightmaster. Well, you got to be big. Yeah. <laughs> and he was every bit as big as the name. It was and awesome. It was just, I was that was like, really that his is name. So I mean, cool. like Perlmutter or something like that. That was really his name. Yeah, that was his Fight name. Fightmaster. Huh, how about that? <laughs> he told me. I didn't believe him at first. I was like, really? He said, yeah. I said, that is such a cool name. <laughs> that is a cool name. <laughs> Fightmaster. I wish I had that name. Jason Fightmaster. Be like like Eric Asskicker or something <laughs> like that. That's right. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. What time is it? Uh, We're out of things. I gotta go to bed. Yeah, it's after 11. Alright, and we've got an hour and a half. We're good. Yeah. Alright. Um, well, think about what we said, folks. And as and, always, uh, as always, circle the beads. Keep praying that rosary, and uh, we'll see. Especially you next today, week. you've got you've got a forty-five minutes. Oh, yeah. If you haven't, go pray one. I've yeah. said mine. <laughs> I didn't say mine, which is terrible right, because asleep, I, I even drove they, out of town. I don't know why. Okay. I if you fall asleep saying it, the angels finish it for you. That's what mom we learned, always told us. We learned us. that when we were kids. Yeah. If you fall asleep saying the rosary, the angels say it for you. But the problem is that became the way An I excuse? fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's how there I are fall better asleep. ways. Is... I mean there are worse ways to fall asleep. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.